0: This episode of Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Welcome
1: back to Round Guy Radio. And man, we have a big story for you as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We have Nathan Piercy, who is the voice of the Fairfield Trojans, who have just taken down uh, two of the best uh, 4A schools in the state and given them what we like to call on Round Guy Radio, a maximum beating from Max Wheaton. Uh, That
0: might have have a different uh, meaning now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a bunch of fireworks going on. Everyone in the state is talking about this game. I don't want to uh have the sideline uh distractions um account for what uh for to take anything away from two big wins. A uh, uh, number 10 Burlington last week and uh, uh, and City High uh uh Friday followed by a Monday with a, a big win against City High. A team you guys should never be able to pick uh but here we here we are talking about how you did it so uh welcome to the program nathan and could you regale our listeners on what i am sure is going to be an exciting conversation
0: yeah i mean it was it was an exciting night uh I'll, I'll give it this iowa city high traveled really well for the distance that they had to come down to down to fairfield here and it was a exciting night at dan breen gymnasium and a little uh a, a little more a little more bang for your buck I guess if, if you want to call it that but uh, it was exciting and Fairfield got a big win over Iowa City High.
1: Yeah, back to back Jacks over big uh, big time schools. Uh Burlington on the road, City High there in Fairfield. Uh well, uh, uh let's just cut right into it, man. I mean there was a there was a bitch clearing and brawl in this game. There was a uh City High's uh, crowd got upset about a call and almost rioted. It seemed like, or I might be uh, overstating it a little bit. You were there. What did you see with your own
0: eyes? Yeah. So um, you know, to start off the game, it was a, it was a pretty back and forth start. Um, I, I'd say probably the biggest point of where City High fans were getting upset was that the, that the foul calls were getting more on City High. But from my time spent watching basketball, they were all kind of the correct calls. It's not like they were calling ticky-tack fouls. And Fairfield did get the calls. It did kind of end up evening out. So I think that's where they got mad there in the first half. Uh, again, not. I, don't understand, I didn't understand exactly why their coach got so frustrated there in the third quarter. But whatever he said to the officials, he got teed up. And uh, Tate Allen was taking those free throws. He hit one. Or he missed the first one, excuse me, and then as he was getting ready to shoot the second one, they blew the whistle, and that their the city high head coach got a second technical foul, so obviously he was gone. Um, as shortly after that, um, you know, as as everything was going on, I don't know what was said. It was it was away from me. I didn't hear it, but the officials came over to a scoring table and actually told um, told them that a a fan had to leave that she was ejected. Um, she ended up being an Iowa City High uh, uh, fan, possibly parent. I'm not sure. Don't again, don't know why, but uh, she had to be escorted out. And uh, following that, you know, tempers were high, and, and and you know, their coach getting ejected ejected actually ignited a lot of energy from their fans and their bench, which then in response. Uh, the Fairfield side of things, they also got ignited just to, to base off of that because Fairfield went on a little bit of a run there, so they they were definitely doing well on staying focused what was going on on the court. And, uh, you know, everything kind of boiled over as with exactly two minutes left in the fourth quarter, Evan Lampy of Iowa City High uh, fouled out of the game. He, he and Tate Allen were battling for a ball, and he caught Tate. And, um, and following that, you know, from my perspective, I looked down to my score sheet to mark that that foul, and when I looked back up, uh, Lampy shoved Tate Allen to the ground, and uh, he, he, it looked like he threw a punch while he was on the ground, and then both benches cleared, uh, obviously coaches and, and players trying to break everything up. Uh, following that, they decided, first off, the coaches tried to talk to, with the officials. Then those two got the assistant coach for City High, the head coach, Mick Flattery, for Fairfield, kind of got into a shouting match a little bit, and so they decided to take a five-minute break. Send both teams to the locker room, and at that point, uh, City High came back out. They were down by 14 with two minutes left. They decided to just forfeit the game and get out of there. And so Fairfield comes away with a big 77 to 63 win.
1: 77 points, and they got shorted two minutes in the game. Uh,
0: wow. Uh, well, uh, not,
1: uh, that was an exciting that, story.
0: Yeah, I mean not only that, but if you, the the biggest struggle for Fairfield this in this game was they couldn't hit free throws very well. They went 12 of 26 from the free throw line, so there's an extra 14 points off the board. You're you're touching 90. That's 91 if they hit all of those. So this offense was flying high. They went 11 of 21 from beyond the arc, which was huge, and that was really ignited by the sophomore. How about this? Only the one of only two sophomores to play in the game for Fairfield, the rest were seniors. But it was Riley Perkins going six of ten from beyond the arc. He finished the career high twenty two. Twenty two? Who had that? Riley Perkins. Riley Perkins sophomore.
1: had twenty
0: two. Yeah, he's a sophomore forward, and uh, he he he's really started to play better as the year's gone on. You know, he's he's able to benefit with this starting role with Sam Wheaton out with an injury, so and he's he's taken the hold of it he was again lights out he was six of ten from beyond the arc and uh you know I, I wonder if maybe this a little bit too the reason the team shot so well this was the trojans first home game since january 2nd
1: yeah it's been a, a lot of road a lot yeah. of road uh and it's good to be that that gym i am told by every coach that plays there it's one of the hardest places to get a win uh
0: it, it is. And, and, you know, last night kind of showed that even without all the extracurricular activities that went on, Fairfield uh, had, a, had a nice a nice crowd there. Their student section always fills up and is always loud. It's always great to see. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a great win for them. And Matt Wheaton though, led the way with 24. He had another double double, no surprise there, as he went 24 and 15. JJ Lane had 19. And again, Tate Allen only with eight points. But he was held scoreless in the first half, and was really starting to heat up right as the game ended.
1: Man, I'm telling you. Uh, well, uh, how did Max? How did Max Maximum beaten Wheaton? Uh, uh, how much banging around did he do? Uh, uh, how much of an immovable object did Iowa West uh, uh, City High find it?
0: Yeah, you know Max, I I was honestly um, a little surprised at how well he did. Uh, Iowa City High started a freshman center who goes six foot nine. Max Wheaton is a senior, but he's only six foot six. However, uh, Max played it very well. They were smart about the way they used them. Kind of stretched him out a little bit to get that six nine freshman out of the paint area when they went man to man. So uh, they were smart in their usage, and Max did a great job finding ways uh, to either get a switch off on a screen or with the pump fakes and, and really making guys miss. He used something that impressed me is that this is probably the first game or all year. Maybe they've had one more where Max wasn't the tallest guy on the floor, but he still found ways to get up and under around. He, he's got a great drop step. He even hit a couple uh, fadeaways, which we don't see him do very often. Uh, but Max was very strong inside still and had a great game.
1: Well, uh of uh, well, up uh times I talked a couple of times before last, maybe uh, you guys had kind of gone through a tough stretch and you'd lost some heartbreakers, some real close ones, uh, kind of maybe underperformed a little bit here and there. And you told me that uh, if they don't start getting some other people besides Max uh, in this offense going, they're not going to, you know, they said, you said that was a key for them to win. And, And it seems like, especially over these last two games where you exploded against some really high quality talent, uh, that's exactly what happened, isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. You know, when you look at their last two games, especially, you know, uh, last night against City High, uh, Max did lead the way with 24. But like I mentioned before, the sophomore Riley Perkins went uh, – he had 22, 6 of 10 from beyond the arc. Um, and, and was impressive in the fact that he started the game three for three from the three-point line. and really forced him to pressure out. Uh, J.J. Lane, of course, always does what he, he, can, he can drive and, and, and put up. It's, it's amazing someone his size, because he's not the biggest. He's a point guard. But how he's able to get inside and still be able to finish at the basket, but he's also got a nice three-point shot that if you leave him open out there, he'll hit it. And then the, the kind of X factor for, for this Trojans team is that Tate Allen. If he's on and, and hits his shots like he can be, He can be lethal. He's a great three-point shooter. He didn't get very many opportunities. I'll give Iowa City high credit. They focused on Tate Allen being a a shooter and, and not letting him shoot. But the Trojans did get what they needed, and Riley Perkins kind of picking up that. And now, if you look at this, say you know they face Fort Madison on Thursday. Fort Madison looks at the video from this game and goes, well, now we have to worry about three guys shooting outside. But now, how do we how do we worry about that and Max inside and when they do focus on all that, the other starter Ryan Higgins, who doesn't he doesn't score very often. Higgins is not in there to play offense. So it's, everybody knows that by now. He's a senior. He's been playing a while. But when they leave him open inside and down low, especially, he'll make sure he'll get that basket right there as, as long as he's wide open.
1: Well, uh, the Fairfield Trojans are are really picking up steam. But uh I haven't heard anything about City High uh yet this year. Did they have any performers that really impress you? Uh from what I saw um on Jacob Lindsendorf's uh, KTVO videos that he shot, uh, highlights, uh they had a lot of big players. Yeah, they
0: they are they're a tall team, you know, like I mentioned, uh that six nine freshman eight, freshman M Bingazzo, Uh you can still tell you can still tell he's a freshman. He's gonna take some growing he's gonna take some growing development, but uh, when he starts to learn a little bit, he will be a beast there. Uh, their leading scorer, Bitten, uh, he was he was pretty impressive, and they've also got some great shooters outside the Wright brothers, uh, Trey and Andre, along with uh, I believe his name was Trevor Kusobiech. He was pretty he was pretty lights out from beyond the r too. So they've got some good shooters. It's just uh, honestly, you know, as much as they like to run. They they had great ball movement and and they like to bring up the floor quickly and they love to run up the floor quickly. What they don't do is get back and defend quickly. And that was their biggest problem the other night.
1: Well, uh sounds it turns out last night the Fairfield Trojans beat the Iowa City Little Hawks 77 to 63 in a 30-minute game. Uh, uh, well uh what do you what does this do for the team? And uh, uh, what are the, the There's only a couple weeks left. So what? Who do you got left on the schedule? And what's uh, what are we looking at? And how 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 much further can you jump up in in uh, the conference and the playoff picture?
0: Yeah. So you know when you look at this, you look at the rest of their schedule. Obviously, no more big teams. They don't have to worry about four A schools anymore. But with those two wins back to back, when they go you know, when when they look at seating now. They have to take into consideration that Fairfield has beaten Burlington 68 62 and City High 77 63. When you look at that, Uh, in terms of conference play, they'll play Fort Madison this Thursday. Next week on Friday, they host Keokuk. And then on the 10th, so Friday, February 10th, their final home game or their final conference game is at home against Mount Pleasant. So, It'll be tough. You know, they have four conference losses, and it'll be tough to kind of bounce back from that. But they can still make some headway in this in this conference, kind of make a, a decision there, especially with Mount Pleasant at the end of the year, who who may end up winning the conference. And and overall, I think this team is starting to figure out their formula for winning. It's just that they, as long as they can hit their shots, they'll be fine. And if they can keep riding this high note, you know, obviously you're probably going to take the lick or two. Uh, they do have Albia uh, West Burlington and Mid Prairie, Clear Creek and and Knoxville as their non-conference opponents still coming up. So some tough competitions. Uh, however, uh, with this team, if they can continue to play as well as they have here lately, they're they're showing that they could be a team to be uh, reckoned with come the uh, tournament time.
1: Well, you've got the game uh, uh, Thursday night. Is that a home game?
0: Yeah, that'll be a home game at at Fort or er, yeah at home against Fort Madison.
1: Well, buddy, you just earned a round guy game of the week. Uh. Uh,
0: Well, unfortunately, I won't be there to actually broadcast that game. Uh, Our station is also an Iowa Hawkeyes affiliate and uh, we have a Hawkeye game that night. So, Unfortunately, I won't be there to uh, be broadcasting that out, but it should still be a a good game. Fairfield did beat Fort Madison at Fort Madison 51-33 back on December 9th, so it'll be a good conference matchup and you know, as always, these, these conference games are just a battle each and every night.
1: Well, I'll come there and uh, uh, try in your stead to <laughs> uh, both broadcast and entertain uh, uh, the audience. Uh, although I will be a poor uh, second choice. But as, right. a, as an alumni of the team, <laughs> I will be happy to. Uh, and I've really been trying hard to find a time when I can get into that gym. Because I love it so much. And I love the Trojans so much. And by God, uh, I have some warm uh, feelings in my heart for you when you're broadcasting of the games. And particularly your calls of things. Well, uh, is there anything about last night's game that we didn't get to talk about you think our listeners would like to hear about?
0: Uh, No, I think we pretty much covered it all again. you know, Like I mentioned, uh, some, some extracurriculars going on throughout the game. I want to give credit, first off, to... Uh, the activities director and principal at Fairfield High School activities director is Jeff Cortwright. Principal is A.D. and This is actually his first year as principal there. They did a great job handling all the situations that were thrown at them, uh, making sure that uh, everyone was safe getting out of the building and, and there was no extracurriculars going further. I also want to give a shout out to the head coach, Mick Flattery. You know, when everything else was going on, he was able to keep his team focused on what was going on on the court. And when uh, things got really heated there, he, he stepped up and uh, definitely looked out for his players. So a I, I big shout out to, to the Fairfield side of things and how they handled everything. I thought it was, it was well done. Obviously, we'll wait to see if anything comes down from the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association. I, I don't. I personally don't feel like Fairfield warrants any disciplinary actions. Uh, I, I, Obviously, I, I don't know what the full situation is from City High, if they're repeat offenders or anything like that. So I'll have to wait and see what comes out of that one. But a uh, big kudos to, to the Fairfield uh, staff and faculty for everything that they did last night, keeping things as much under control as they can.
1: We had all the excitement of uh... – Two basketball, uh, a basketball game with some of the best athletes in the state, combined with the little uh, flair—you might even say Rick Flair—with uh, yeah. the with all the flair of a Rick Flair, Jim Hacksaw, Jim Duggins uh, matchup uh, to boot. And who was there? Who always is there? Nathan Piercy, KMC D. With the eyewitness account, I can't. I, I, I'm so glad that you called me and told me about this because uh, 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 I love this kind of stuff. To be honest with you. Yeah,
0: yeah it was. It was. Uh, it was a first for me. I'll be honest there too. Yeah. I haven't called a game where something like that's happened. It's been close a few times, um, and, and especially when I was in college calling some games, but nothing, nothing like this.
1: Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Nathan. I sure appreciate you. All right, thanks for
0: having me. This episode of Round Guy Radio has been brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant.